This is Sarah Weymouth, and welcome to my podcast, where we talk about everything for you to live your best life. And we have a little fun too, from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest, best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is The Line Podcast. Hello. Um, cannot believe that we are on, I believe it's episode 25 of this podcast, not including the pop culture episodes that we kind of just sprinkle in for fun or if something exciting happens. Uh, did you guys know that only 2% of all podcasts make it past episode 10? It's so wild because, you know, podcasting seems like such a saturated market, like, oh, everyone has a podcast or, you know, um, there's a lot of like celebrities or, uh, doctors or really kind of anyone in different niches that will start a podcast. So it just seems like there's so many podcasts, but it's crazy to think that literally only 2% of all podcasts make it past 10 episodes. So proud of our little Lime podcast for making it to episode 25. And we just have had such amazing guests already on the podcast and we have some amazing guests lined up already to come in the next few weeks, months. So I'm super excited. Um, I also just had my birthday this weekend. I turned 37. You know, I've never been the type of person to be weird about saying my age. Um, I'm obviously fairly young, so maybe that changes later on, but I also feel like you can't really hide your age anymore because of social media and people can just like piece together a timeline, you know, like, oh, okay, you graduated high school then, you got married then, you have this many kids, like it's kind of like a given that I would be of a certain age. Like no one's walking around thinking I'm 24. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I've never had an issue with saying my age. So yes, I am officially in my late thirties and I feel good before I kind of get into that. I just wanted to share my birthday. I my first of all, my three boys are just so cute. They made my birthday so special. Usually I feel like my kids are kind of in their own world, you know, like they'll do like the cute Mother's Day stuff, but then they're like back to their own thing. This birthday, they were so cute. My nine-year-old Mason, my little redhead, he ran into the gym in the morning. I was working out the end of my workout and he was like, happy birthday with like a big smile on his face and gave me the biggest hug in the world. I was all sweaty and he just totally gave me a big hug. It was just the most perfect way to start my day. 
And then he also just learned how to play a little bit of piano and a little bit of guitar for my father-in-law. And he learned to play Happy Birthday on the piano. So then he played Happy Birthday for all of us. It was so sweet. I did a little video and put it on my stories on Instagram. If you follow me, maybe you saw it, but it was just so cute. My oldest, Jack, went and picked out roses for me the day before and he got me solid white roses and then solid kind of like a light dusty pink and um i loved it i'm a sucker for my flowers all being one color like i like when it's one color one type of flower i'm not a big fan of the bouquets that are like all mixed together like it's i don't know aesthetically not as pleasing for me i don't know it's really I think it's a little weird because <laughs> I think most people like it the other way around. But Jack knows that I like my flowers that way. So when he went to go pick them out, he was actually with my father-in-law um, and also my husband. But my father-in-law was trying to get him to pick this like array of flowers that were all like mixed together. And Jack was like, no, she would hate that. And so he got me these roses and he was like so excited about it. You know, like he was like, do you like your flowers? And I was like, I love my flowers. And he was like, I knew it. Like he was like so proud of himself that he had like remembered what I like in my flowers. So that was so cute. And they're like, seriously, the prettiest roses. Um, and then my little guy, I mean, he's just seven, but he's a sweetie. And I loved at the end of the day, we sat down to have dinner and it was okay. So it was like a hectic day because we had a beautiful brunch at Restoration Hardware Cafe. And I had this glass of champagne. I was just feeling great. We come back home, and all I wanted for my birthday, other than that beautiful brunch, was for my husband to just do like honeydews. Like I was like, I have a list of things I want to get done. One of them was to deep clean the gym because it usually gets kind of skipped over. And the cleaning ladies don't do a great job in there because it's not, you know, like a normal room in a house. And my husband goes, let me work out for one hour and then I'll do everything you want me to do. And then I'll take the kids to baseball. They had practice. And I was like, fine. <laughs> um, bad decision because at the end of his workout, he came off the treadmill and twisted his ankle and sprained his ankle. It was all, he came in, he was in so much pain, started swelling. So the rest of the day he was out, he was just laying with his foot up with ice and none of my honeydews got done, my projects. And I had to deal with everything like baseball and, um, Actually, one of our Mason was like so upset because he wanted to practice pitching. He's going to pitch for the first time this game coming up this week. It was like a whole thing. So my birthday went like totally sideways from there. But we we finally sat down to dinner at the end of the day. And my little guy, like I'm a little stressed because I'm like annoyed that the day didn't go the way I wanted it to. And then I kind of was stuck doing everything on my own because he was 
couldn't move, you know? So I was like making lunches and have to clean the kitchen and get the kids to bed and brush their teeth. And like, you know, all that routine was on me. And I was like a little annoyed because it was my birthday. You know what I mean? So I sit down at dinner and I'm like a little annoyed and hungry and tired. And my little guy sits down next to me and he goes, happy birthday, mommy. And like gave me the biggest grin And I was like, oh my God, like I forgot it was my birthday for a second because of all the chaos, you know, it was just so cute. So great birthday. I had my mom here visiting. Also, my father-in-law was visiting also. So it was great to have like, you know, kind of like the whole family together. Um, And it was on a Sunday. So, you know, I just feel like the vibe on a Sunday is a little more chill. So that was nice. It was a nice birthday other than my husband hurting himself, (laughs) but he's going to be fine. He's just resting still. This is, this is two days later. So, you know, it's a bad sprain. It's bruised, but he's going to be fine. So that was me turning 37. And I wanted to do this episode because this is my first birthday where I really feel super content and happy and like I'm ahead of the game. And it's so weird. Like this feeling is weird because normally, not that I'm like panicked or anything, but normally it's like I'm kind of pushing for something or I'm in the middle of something, you know, I mean, just think back to like the COVID years, like Uh, that was a hustle. You know what I mean? Like that, that's what, there's always like something. And I just feel like I'm, I obviously have goals for the rest of the year, for all of 37, for things I want to do before I turn 40. But I'm so ahead of the game that I feel like anything I do from now until 40 is like icing on the cake. And a big piece of that, I think, is because I made a master list of things I want to accomplish or things I want to do before I turn 40 when I turned 30. So I'll never forget this. I turned 30. My youngest was a newborn. Um, Rush was a newborn. Mason was, had just turned two. His birthday is right before mine. And then Jack was six. So I was in like the thick of it with the kids. Um, I was working my corporate job at the time, part-time from home. I was really lucky that that was like my setup. It was a great job, great paying job, great career path. I worked right below the VP and CEO of my company, I reported directly to them. It was like, I had a lot of things in place for a 30 year old. You know what I mean? Like nobody was like, sorry, get your shit together. But I knew that I wanted more and I was feeling stuck because I think up until you're like done having kids, your life is kind of set. Like 
you know, my goal was to graduate college, have a good career, fall in love and get married, have babies, build a beautiful home. You know what I mean? Like have this beautiful home life and we have our sweet dog. Like that kind of stuff was very set. And then after I gave birth to our youngest, I was like, oh wait, now what? Now that's it? Like my life is over, you know, like now I'm just a mom and my career is set and that's it. And that was really hard for me because I did not want that to be it. Like I had so much more I wanted, but I didn't know what I wanted. So what I did when I turned 30, I literally sat down and I brainstormed on what I want now that I was done having kids. And it was a bit of a process because like I said, there was this, this notion for a long time of these are the things you want to do, especially as a woman, right? It's like the Disney movies where it's like the princess marries the prince and they live happily ever after. And I was like, well, what happens after happily ever after? Like no one talks about it. So it was me really trying to like process like, well, now what? But then also I took it a step further And I made this master goals list. And I also read the list to my husband. And I remember he like laughed, not like in a mean way, but he was like, this is a crazy list. Like, good luck getting all of this in the next 10 years. And I laughed too, because I mean, there's things on the list where I was like, this was what I want. This would be really cool. This would be great. But is this for sure going to happen? I don't know. You know, like that's how big I went with the list and how grand I let myself go where I feel like society for some reason is telling us not to do that. Like be realistic and stay in your lane and be happy with what you got. And I get all of that and all of that is super important, but there's more to it. And I think that a lot of times those things can hold us back. So I let go of all of that and I just went for it. And one of the major things on my list that I've talked about this before was my business lemon. I literally put on the list, started, start a business that would make me enough money that I could quit my corporate job and not be in corporate anymore that was one of my goals. I mean, that was one of the ones where me and my husband were like, well, that would be cool. Like pipe dreams, you know? And I did that at 31. I made this list at 30 and I did one of my major things at 31. And I think that there's just a part of figuring out what you want and then putting that on paper. That is really the hardest step. And I know, I know that sounds so crazy. Like, oh, really? The hardest step was like saying you want to do it and not actually doing it. But that's the truth. Because once I made up my mind, the wheels just started turning, the momentum started going, and I never looked back. I mean, literally, like I debated between what type of business to start but I never went back on that. I never went, oh, well, maybe I should stay in my corporate job and do something on the side. Like it never 
even cross my mind to change my plan. Like I, I knew what I wanted and I went for it. And the rest is history, literally six years later, which is so crazy. So, you know, I mean, another thing on my list was to build our dream home. And that was another item on the list that like, you know, it's like, okay, well, how are you going to do that? You know, like when's that going to happen? And you're going to start a business and build a house. Like this is, this list is getting crazy. You know, it's like, this is the kind of stuff that we say to ourselves or other people will say to us if we share with them our plans or dreams or goals. And I, I get it. Like from the outside looking in, it's easy to be like, well, that's a lot. That's a lot. But so what? Right? Like my whole attitude was like, I'm going to make this crazy list of things I want to do before I turn 40. And if it happens, great. And if it doesn't, well, at least I tried, you know, like that was my attitude with it. And quite frankly, it worked. I remember when we made the decision to move from California to Nashville and we were thinking about where to live and buying a house. I, there was no hesitation or even thought of doing anything other than building our dream home. Like, and the crazy thing is that we had so many options, like moving here, we had the option of um, a new house that's already been built. We had the option of getting an older house and remodeling it. We had the option of buying property with lots of land. Like we had so many options, so many options. But as much as I kind of was like, well, I'll entertain the options. Like I looked at all the options. I knew that the goal and what I want was to build our dream home, period. I wanted to pick the finishes. I wanted to pick the layout. I wanted to, you know, design a home that was perfect for us and our children. I wanted the style I wanted. I wanted the color scheme. Like I wanted all of it. I wanted all of it. And it went back to, again, what I had put on my list when I turned 30. And, you know, I think that if we don't have these things in the back of our mind, that it's easy to make mistakes. It's easy to go off course. Maybe if I hadn't have made that list, maybe I would have been like, oh, well, this house is nice. This was built 10 years ago and this is a nice neighborhood. Let's just live here and one day I'll update it. And then we all know we like never update it, right? Um, and we know how much harder it is to do things later. We say, oh, I'll fix it later, right? I could totally see myself in that position. You know what I mean? Like I could see myself making that decision off of ease. Like, oh, it would just be easier to just buy this house and move in because we're moving across country and it's COVID and we're stressed and our kids are little. And there's so many excuses that I could have made to have gone that other path or a different path, right? But I knew from making my list when I turned 30 that I wanted to build and design our dream home, period. And so we did it. And I, 
there were moments where family or my, you know, my husband or whatever were like, well, why don't we just buy a house? Like, this is a lot to be taking on. And I was adamant that this was the only option. And we lived in an Airbnb for a year. Our first year when we moved here, we lived in an Airbnb while we were building. So I literally would take the kids to school, go check on the house, and then pick up the kids from school and go check on the house. Like I was just in it, you know, like, and wanted to make sure everything went perfect and wanted to be involved and all the things. And it was a tough year. I'm not going to lie, but I would do it again in a heartbeat. I love our home and I can't even express to you guys how good it feels to wake up every day and love your surroundings and go to bed every night and love your surroundings. Like there's something very peaceful and calm and it's not necessarily like the size of the house or, you know, whatever. It's just, I got to pick everything and it's my design and it's the layout that works for me and for my family. And it's all those little things and they add up to you really being able to breathe easy. Like, I don't even know. I can't even like put it in a word. Like I have moments in my own home where I'm like, Oh, I love it. I feel so good. It's calming. It's, it's just peaceful. It's just peaceful. Like I can't even tell you. And like the funny thing is like parts of our home is not even really complete as far as like decorating. Like I've got blank walls still. I've got one, I've got our huge three door sliding glass door that leads into our backyard that still has like no, like I want to do like some sort of grand curtain situation has nothing right now. Like there's just so much that still needs to be done. But even without all of it being complete, I'm just so happy and it feels so good, even though I know that there's still projects that need to be done, you know? So that's very different than, you know, settling and saying, okay, I could have settled. I could have bought a house that was ready to go. And I could have said, well, one day I'll update the kitchen one day we'll make a bigger master bathroom one day, one day, one day. But because I had set my mind on this is what I want, I didn't compromise on any of that stuff. Now, you know, of course, there's a budget. There's finances to think about. I'm, I'm not going to pretend like there isn't. And could our home have been bigger if we had a bigger budget? Sure. Could it have had nicer finishes? Sure. Like, you know, I'm not living in like JLo's house, you know, (laughs) like there's, you know, we have to draw the line somewhere, but it's not so much about that stuff. It's just that I love it. I love how light our floors are. I love that all the walls are white. Like I love life in this space and it's, it's ours, you know? So that's just like another great example of how important it is to know what you want, make grand goals and to just go for it. And if you would have said to me at, you know, 31, when I was launching my business, okay, so 
you're also going to build your dream house, I would have been like, I don't know, like that'd be cool. But I'm in the thick of it with babies and launching a business. If you would have told me in the midst of COVID, you're going to build a house, I'd be like, are you kidding me? I can't even, I don't even have time to eat lunch because <laughs> I'm running two stores and little kids zooming from home. And like, it was a nightmare, right? So, you know, I think it's easier to make these goals when you're thinking long-term because when you're in it, when you're in that one month or that one year or even two years, I mean, think about COVID. COVID was like two years, two, three years, right? You're in it. It's you're, it feels like it's never going to end, even though we know it's going to. So that's why I like to set goals on a more long-term basis. And then you break it down however you want to break it down. And then life will throw you curveballs and you'll just take it. You'll absorb it, deal with it, and move on. You're not going to freak out that things went sideways for a year or two because of COVID right? Because your goals are spanned within 10 years that you handle the situation and then you move on. Um, I mean, COVID almost broke me. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I had a small business with, gosh, 16 employees, I think at the time, because I had two stores. I had to send all my employees home. I had little kids Zooming from school. I had my husband who was on Zoom calls all day long with his job. And it was a complete nightmare. It was a complete nightmare. I think I have PTSD because now when they like do COVID stuff on shows or movies, I don't even want to watch because I'm like, I can't do this, you know, but that was just like a moment in time. It didn't change the trajectory of my goals and wants and needs that I had set for myself for the decade. And I think it's just so powerful. So truly now at 37, I've accomplished everything on that list, which is so wild because again, when I made the list, I was like, this would be cool, but I don't know. I think it also keeps us grounded and grateful. Like I'm able to look back and be like, look, these are the things you wanted and you thought were so out of reach at 30. And here you are at 37 and you have these things and you accomplish these goals and you didn't settle. And you can really look back and be proud, have gratitude and joy for what you accomplished because obviously life's not perfect. And you're always going to have goals and you're always going to have new goals and life is always moving forward. It's not like there's an end. The end is, well, the end, you know, like the end end. So it's the journey. So to be able to pause in the journey at this point and go, wow, I, I did it and I'm proud of myself and I'm so happy I obviously have new new goals and new things I want to push myself towards, but I'm truly, really content and happy and grateful for where I'm at today. Um, and it, I'm not gonna lie, like it feels really good to have accomplished the, the, all the things I wanted to do before 40 by 37. That was never like 
my goal. Like I never was like, oh, I want to see if I can do this, you know, do this list of goals sooner. That was never, like, I was like, I hope I can complete it by the time I'm 40 or at least some of it. Like that was my mindset. So it just, it just feels really good to feel like I'm ahead of the game, even though I know that there is no game and there is no actual timeline. You know what I mean? Like, and, and everyone's timeline is different. So I don't want anyone to ever think that I'm saying, you know, you should be married and done having kids before 30, which is what I did. Or you should start a business by 31, right after you have kids. Like there is no science to it. You can do whatever you want to do. This is your life. It's just, that's how, you know, that's the timeline of my life. And, you know, I think every timeline has its things. Like I had to put my career aside to have my babies, which I would do again in a heartbeat at the end of my twenties or my mid twenties. And then I focused on my career. You might do things the other way around. Like it doesn't matter. Um, that's just how it worked out for me. So what comes next for me is, I don't know, you know, that's up to me and where I want to go. There's no like actual timeline, but you have to make your own timeline for yourself. You know, it's, it's hard because I think there's sometimes society or people around us are trying to dictate a timeline, but that doesn't really work, you know, like And then also when they're giving you a timeline, they're also giving you their goals. I mean, I remember when I came out of college, I started working right away. My family was very adamant that I need to go get my master's. Like, go get your master's, go get your master's. And I finally did it. I applied to St. Mary's, which is a small private college in the East Bay. That's um, a great school. I got in. I started working and getting my master's. I did that for one semester and I hated it. I hated it. I was like, I'm already in my career. Why am I getting my master's degree? This feels like a waste of money, a waste of time. So after one semester, I dropped out and I did not get my master's and I don't care about it. I'm happy I made that decision. Maybe one day I'll want my master's, but honestly, I don't think so. And that was a great example of it was something that other people wanted for me, like my parents, which is great. And, you know, they just, I was young. I graduated college at 21. It's very, you know, sensible of them to be like, well, go get your master's too. Like you're working, you can do it at night. Like, why not? It's just good to have on your resume. It's good to have just kind of at your disposal as far as like tools to use in the future. And they're not wrong. It's just, it wasn't one of my goals and it wasn't something that was going to make me happy. And so I was just doing it to please them. So I think that's why coming up with your own timeline, with your own goals, with your own um, dreams, it has to be you and 
only you. Like it really does because you're living this life. You're the one that's going to have to go get the master's degree and sit through class every day. You are the one that is going to have to have these babies and raise these babies. You know what I mean? Like it's you, this is your life. And sometimes we let the noise get to us. And that's where I think a lot of people's frustration also can stem from where they're like, well, I set these goals, but you know, I'm hating life. I'm hating life trying to get to these goals. And it's like, well, it shouldn't be like that. You know, as hard as it has been running my own business, going through COVID, moving the business across country and essentially starting over this year. Um, it's been really hard, but I still love it. You know, like I, I don't think I would go back and do anything different. You know what I mean? Like, sure. There's probably like little mistakes I've made along the way and, money lost and and things I could have done differently for the business as far as like PR marketing or anything. I mean, you could write a book on probably the little mistakes I've made across the way, but yeah, I still wouldn't change anything, you know, like this is still what I wanted and I enjoy it and anything worth really having is always going to be hard, you know, but it's as long as you want it, it's you're good. So anyways, I feel like I completely went off on a bit of a tangent there, but I really wanted to kind of like make the point and like hit it home for everyone because I spend a lot of time talking about planning and having a routine and goals and manifesting and how important it is. And this was like an aha moment for me where I was like, wow, like 37 and I've done all those things and now I can make new goals for what I want to accomplish the next three years before I turn 40. I can make new goals. Maybe, I, I mean, I honestly was thinking about maybe even just setting goals for now to do before I'm 50. You know, why not? Like, I'll just get a head start on it. And instead of a decade, it'll be 13 years. Why not? You know, so I think I'm starting to realize that setting the goals for today and tomorrow and next month and the rest of the year and annually is important. Don't get me wrong. But I think more important are those big grand goals that you're going to set that you know is not going to happen overnight. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate of like the end of the year, that fourth quarter planning and ending the year strong and like all these things. And I'm definitely thinking in that mindset right now, but I now have a clear answer that long-term planning works and that having these grand goals and manifesting and wanting it and believing in it and getting it is just it works. It happens. It's a thing and it's not BS. So I really wanted to share that with you guys because if you're like me and you're making these big grand dreamy goals and you feel a little crazy, that's okay. Like that's normal. That's how I felt. 
and I still feel like the goals I'm already like brainstorming on to set in place for the next 10, 13 years, whatever, they're, they're scary. They're outrageous. They feel crazy. You know what I mean? Like they're out of this world, but I have a little bit of a why not mentality now, right? Um, and I think it's it's good. Like your dreams and your goals should scare you a little. If they don't scare you and they seem very normal and like you can do that, then you're I think you're cutting yourself short. So it's good. Go for it. Go for the crazy. Go for those stuff that people, you know, raise their eyebrows to or, you know, have a comment on or be confused by, you know, you know, you can do whatever you want. I mean, I went from literally working in the tech world for a decade with a, with a marketing degree to running a gift shop. Like people were literally like, what are you going to do? Like you are, what, why would you do that? You don't even have an experience in that. Like how weird. And it was weird. It was absolutely random, but I just had a vision and I liked it and I went for it and that's it. Right? So you don't need to stay in your lane, do whatever you want. This is your life. And quite frankly, if it doesn't work, who cares? At least you can say you did it. You know, like, I think that's the part that people forget that you're supposed to fail. You learn from your failures. If you, you know, fail at something, but then it takes you to something that you succeed in, then you needed that failure to get to that success. Um, I don't talk about it that much, but Lemon is my third business. I had two businesses before Lemon that never really became anything. So, you know, I think I I always wonder if those not successful businesses helped me make this successful business. Like I learned little things along the way that set me up to like really hit the ground running with lemon. So that kind of stuff is interesting. It's, it's like those things, like you're never going to have the answer to that. Like you'll never know, but I do wonder, you know? So anyways, I feel like I went off on a complete rant, but these are the things that I've just been processing since my birthday. And I just feel like it doesn't matter how old you are, the, the, the number is not the point. I just gave you the numbers so that we could talk timeline. But I think at any point you could set goals. You know, my mom is in her 60s and I'm like, what do you want to do? Like, where do you want to travel? What do you want for your fitness goals? What are you going to do with your rest of your career? Um, like, I just feel like you just, she's got so much more to live and there's, so much she can do like the she's got the world at her fingertips you know like she's she's obviously done raising me and she's just she could do whatever she wants you know so I just think it's so life is just so exciting we just have so much that we can do and you you know and I also feel like 
you have to take into account that you're always changing. Like the, the stuff I put on my list that I wanted to accomplish before 40, um, a lot of it happened. Obviously all of it happened. I mean, I, I'm trying to think if there's anything that didn't happen. If it didn't, it was like something small and silly, but I, but I think overall, like I wanted all those things and it all worked out great. But I also think like my direction of what I'm going to say next of what I want could go completely different way. You know, like we're always changing. We're always, you know, growing and expanding. And if you're like me, like you're always absorbing information. Like I love podcasts. I love lectures to listen to. I love books on audio. I'm not a big like sit down and read person because I'm so busy, but if I can listen to it and multitask, that's my sweet spot. Like if I can fold laundry and listen to it or be in the car driving, listen to it, that is, that's it. Like that's for me, (laughs) but I love absorbing info. Like I just want to learn I want to learn everything. I want to know why magnesium is important. I want to know the best ways to look at branding. I I want, I just want to know everything, you know? So I think the more that we are learning and growing and expanding and um, exploring things and learning about ourselves and our life is changing. Like my kids are in a completely different place today than when I originally made my major goals, right? I mean, I had babies and now they're all in school. They're playing sports. My oldest one is a teenager. Like it's wild, you know? So yeah, there is a lot of just like pondering this next chapter. Um, I also feel like I have to take into consideration that in 10 years from now, my youngest will be 17. So I will be an almost empty nester in 10 years. So, which is wild. Um, But, you know, I do feel like a lot of my goals will be around spending time with my kids and really taking advantage of these years before they one by one leave for college and leave the house. And it's, crazy and wild and I can't even think that way but I know it's coming and I have to think that way and so there's a lot of consideration in the next 10 years for me because of that stage of life so I do really feel like we need to consider what stage we're in and keep that in you know like I always say you're not going to train for your first marathon the same year you find out you're pregnant, you know, it's like, I, you could, I guess, but that's a, that's a tall ask. You're already going through major bodily changes. And I don't even know how you could go from maybe not a runner to running a marathon while also being pregnant. You know what I mean? So it's like, you just have to consider that those stages and I'm not saying not to run the marathon, You just might not do it the year you're pregnant, right? So it's kind of thinking in that way. I think that's also why this long-term goal planning works because you could put having a baby and training and running your first marathon on the same goals list because your goal is over 10 years, 
where if I'm just looking at this year, I might feel held back. You know, I might feel like, okay, I can't do X, Y, and Z this year because of this or this or this, but I want to do these things. So you don't need to limit yourself. Start planning major, major far out and just go for it. And I swear, just having that in the back of your mind creates a natural manifesting and you will always have it kind of, um, like they say, like the tip of your tongue, you know, like you always just have it there. So when an opportunity comes, you know that you want that opportunity and you go for it. So I'm a huge fan. And again, you don't need to look at the number. Like, I don't know, however old you are, you could just make 10 years out from where you're at. You can do, you know, seven years, you could do eight years, you could do whatever works for you and where you're at, where you're at in your life. Um, like, let's say your youngest is going to be leaving the house in nine years. So maybe you want to focus on the next nine years because that's a crucial change in your life. Um, you know, maybe you know, you're going to retire in the next 10 years So you really want to focus on your goals up until retirement. Like I think having those structures in place are really helpful for most people so that you can kind of hone in on why it's so important to plan for those years, right? So that's kind of where I'm at too. You know, I, like I said, I've got my kids getting older, so they're a really huge benchmark for me. Um, and then I've got other benchmarks too. So it's just kind of plugging them in, making a timeline, brainstorming, uh, take pen to paper. You guys, when you're brainstorming, just write a bunch of stuff down and things will, you might even write a bunch of stuff down and just visually looking at it on the paper could have something major click for you. Um, so uh, I think in this day and age, nobody (laughs) wants to take pen to paper. I don't know why, because I love pen to paper but we do live in a really digital world. So it's easy to be on our iPhones and iPads and laptops and not want to even take out a piece of paper. So I would start there. I hope that this was like a little bit inspiring. And if you already were planning these type of goals that you just feel like keep going and you feel extra motivated to maybe revisit them, clean them up, um, manifest from them, whatever it is you need to do. And if you've never tried this before, try it. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You set up these goals for 10 years out, five years out, eight years out, whatever you decide on. And then what? It doesn't do anything for you. Like that's the worst that could happen. Like, okay. But the best that could happen is that you get everything you put on that list. Mm, I would, I would go with that. (laughs) I would go with, let's just see what happens. (laughs) So I would love to hear from you guys on Instagram. Are you doing this? Is it working for you? And how do you feel about setting goals in general? It's such an interesting topic for me. And I hope you guys have so much fun just building your dreams and manifesting them and getting it super excited for what's to come.